Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I am a very angry human in general and a very angry White Sox fan in general. But what happened yesterday with that 77, and I don't want to make this about age, but sometimes it's about age. Sometimes the game has passed you by. When that 77-year-old man that sits in the White Sox dugout looks at Trey Turner, Dodgers shortstop, second baseman, outfielder, whatever you want to call him, he could do everything. Season with a one-two count, a seven to five lead for the Dodgers with Max Muncie, a lefty, yes, but notoriously a very, very good reverse splits guy. Max Muncie crushes lefties. Bennett Sousa on the mound. Tony LaRusa sees a one-two count for Trey Turner and intentionally walks him. This was during our show yesterday. I, I produced Parkinson Spiegel, for those of you who don't know, afternoons on the score. This was during our show yesterday, and it took everything in me. And I'm not just saying this. This isn't. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. It took everything in me to not walk away for the day. Is that healthy? As a White Sox fan, is that healthy? I, I think it is healthy. I think it comes it is, to that you point. Think it's healthy. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And, and that moment when you walk away, because you're saying to yourself, like you're throwing your hands no, up in no, the air. No, no, like walk away and leave my job and go home. Oh. <laughs> I was ready to walk away from the show because I was so angry about the White Sox and go to my home. I thought you meant like go get a cup of water. Go no, take a no, walk break. away and go home. <laughs> Dude. I don't want to do it anymore. Everyone, the, good, the, the thing is this, everyone would have understood. Everyone would have been like, where's Shane? Oh, yeah. Tony DeRusso one to count Trey Turner. And then everybody would have been like, oh, okay. The, the craziest part was – the craziest thing is that everyone is baffled except Tony LaRusso. Yes. That's the part that bothers me the most. It would be one thing if he said – if you know, because what do we say, Shane? We, we cover sports a lot. When guys make mistakes, we want them to own it. Own it. Sure. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. And we'd all be like, yep, we've been there before. It's no big deal. But when you go up – with the pompous arrogance and and say like, you guys are idiots. What what? Who? Everyone would agree with me. No, everyone would not agree with you in this particular situation. Freddie Freeman's face during the whole debacle was. He's on second base, looking at Danny Mendick, and Danny Mendick's looking back <laughs> like, dude. 
Dude, I don't know. You, you know I watch nonverbals, and Danny Mendix arms behind the back as if that's what you do in front of a judge when yeah. you're trying to be like, I don't want to really say what I want to say, but I'm just gonna gonna like not show you my hands in that situation. And at that point, you're handcuffed. And I'd love to be handcuffed. <laughs> that's how, that's how the team felt. That's how the team felt. They were handcuffed Dude. in that situation. Let, let, let's try to talk about a different angle, right, Shane? And, and I, I, what what do you think he was thinking? I mean, I understand he talks about the analytics. That's bull. That's BS in he my mind. He doesn't know right? the analytics. So, Shelly so- Duncan is right there next to him as analytics guy, the the son of his longtime pitching coach, Dave Duncan. Shelly's right there showing him numbers, and the numbers were wrong. The conversation can't go like this. Like the strike happens, okay, boom, one, two. All right, hey, 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 TLR, dude, one and two. Let's just walk him right here. <laughs> like the conversation couldn't have gone like that, right? Like, oh, hey, everybody, pay attention. He's got a one and two count, and he bombs on one and two. Let's just go ahead and walk. Like no one said that. Tony is a slave to lefty-righty matchups, right? He loves to go lefty-lefty with his pitchers. He loves to go righty-righty. He did not bother to look ahead at Max Muncy's splits against lefties. He knows Max Muncy's a lefty. He knows, knows he's very recently off the IL, and he's still reeling a little bit, but he had already homered. He had already homered, and he sees Max Muncy come up, and he sees he's got Bennett Sousa, a lefty on the mound right there, and that's another conversation. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Bennett Sousa should not have been the first lefty out of the bullpen when Aaron Bummer, who's been reeling, Kelly. who hasn't allowed a an, an earned run in his last 10 innings, when Aaron Bummer hasn't pitched in two days, that's your first lefty out of the pen, not Bennett frickin' Sousa. But he sees Max Muncy come up. He's like, oh, dude, no problem. Dude, I I got I'm playing chess. You guys are playing checkers. Yeah. Trey Turner, I know that guy hits 258 after a one and two count. But what I don't realize is that Max Muncy crushes lefties. And what I also don't realize, the one metric that he didn't think to look at, is that Max is that Trey Turner has a 40% strikeout rate after one and two counts. Strikes out 40% of the fucking time. Yeah, Tony Larusa is rubbing his hands together. Ooh, you don't. I'm gonna do the first. I'm gonna the the, the most recent the, the 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 latest data. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering all over the place. I'm so angry today. I'm only three sips of coffee in. Tony Larusa <laughs> is a better judge of caffeine in the morning, better delivery of caffeine in the morning than actual coffee. Then it. <clears throat> oh, okay. Get yourself. Get yourself. Jesus Christ, Gabe. And like I know. <sighs> I know it seems like this is fabricated, like fabricated anger. It's anything but. We live and die with this baseball team, and then Tony La Russa shows up at the funeral and spits in your face. Yeah. Drops the drops the casket while he's walking. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> like, he would never be a Paul Bearer for me. <laughs> I would never trust Tony La Russa to carry my casket down the aisle. It's like back to what you're saying about our love for this team. Like people that are listening to this podcast that don't live in the city of Chicago, it's already difficult enough being a White Sox fan yeah. in the city of Chicago, right? Yeah. And you have to deal with these a-hole Cub fans, and you know you got to deal with the team being bad and not wanting to spend money and trying to compete in the AL. And you have certain years where your team can be good, and that's all you really want. You have the talent, you know what's there, and you just want them to perform at a high level. And the fact that it's not the pl- you know, granted, you could put some onus on the players, but the, when the coach is making it worse, it just makes it so much harder for you. You get so much angrier because you're looking at this team like this team is good. These guys can play well. But if the manager is making piss poor decisions and putting them in a worse situation, that then makes our job harder as fans. 
trying to love this team when he's there, especially after you've seen Joe Madden get the hook, after you've seen Joe Girardi get the hook. And then all of a sudden you start saying to yourself, this guy should get the hook as well, but we know that's not going to happen. So it's it's even more frustrating on those fronts from a Sox fan's perspective because of the situation they're in right now. What do you think it would take? Honestly, what would it, being a realist, yeah. what would it take for Tony LaRusa to lose his job midseason? Death. Death. <laughs> Death. Tony LaRusa would have to die in order for him to be taken out of that position. Don't and you I, agree? I mean, because, it, like, if, it's not, if it hasn't happened already, and I, and, I, and I said this about somebody else where, like, the, the masses can create that, right? Like they were saying in Philly, the reason Joe Girardi was gone was because of the local media, that they had enough weight and pull and say so in order to get the people going to then create that wave that got Joe Girardi out of there. Chicago has that, but the problem is management doesn't care. Management doesn't care about what we're saying on 670 The Score. Management doesn't care about this podcast. They don't care about what anyone has to say because he picked this guy and he would then have to admit failure. And that's something that I don't, I don't think he wants to do. What do you think? What's what what else can happen in order for him, him to then it be like a clear cut firing in your eyes? I think about the five stages of grief, right? And I we've been we've been talking about this lately. And I think about where I was when they initially made the hire, and when everyone in the world and everyone in baseball and even the White Sox graphics department thought it was AJ Hinch. Remember when they put out the the announcement that. Tony La Russa was the manager and they had this like little graphic where his signature should have been there like an autograph, but it was accidentally AJ Hinch's <laughs> autograph instead of Tony La Russa's. In that moment, I was in denial. I thought there's no way. There's no way that Jerry is trying to make up for 19, what was it, 76 when Hawk fired Tony. There's no way he's bringing this man from up in the booth for well, not the booth up in a in a skybox with the Diamondbacks, where he was just a in the Angels, where he was just a consultant or whatever, or a, a, a special assistant to the general manager. There's no way that Jerry is writing this 30 year wrong and taking this man who hasn't been active in baseball in 11 years and putting him in the dugout of the third youngest team in baseball with a championship window that is wide open. There's no way. I'm in denial. That's not going to happen. That's not real. And then you realize, shit, it is very real. And there's Tony La Russa coming in with his walker and his geriatric liver-spotted hands, and then you're angry. You're angry. Why yeah. does? Why do they do this to me? Why is God doing this to me? Why is Jerry Reinsdorf doing this to me? Why is he absolutely neutering somebody who I think is one of the best GMs in baseball and Rick Hahn? Yeah. So I'm angry. Yeah. I haven't even moved on to bargaining yet, Gabe. I haven't even moved on to the third stage of, of grief. Yeah. I have been in the anger stage of grief for a year and a half. Yeah. And it's not getting better. Yeah. I'm still angry. And and the worst part for me as a as a as a Puerto Rican male, right? I see the 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 story that comes out about him getting pulled over for the DUI and what he said. This is before the hiring. This is like before the, the ink dries. And I say to myself, again, Puerto Rican man, I'm looking at the situation and I'm like, there is no way in hell that anybody else, anyone else would have had that same situation and it would have just been blown over. No big deal. Welcome you with open arms. That was a mistake. It's no, it's no problem. Because I looked at that and I was like, oh, I literally said there's no way they're hiring him after this. This is too much of a PR nightmare. But 
there comes this privileged portion where a guy like Tony Larusa can just be like, and with his buddy with the good old boy network and in, in Reinsdorf, and they could just be like, ah, bro, I had a, I had a couple of drinks. I was on my way home. It's no big deal. But like to me, that was the that was the tipping point for me. I never liked the the, the idea of him being the manager of the Chicago White Sox. I love that Tim Anderson vouched for him. But when that DUI thing happened, I literally just said to myself, I, this can't be real. Like where else in in sports and professional sports can something like that happen and the guy still live to coach a day in baseball? It just wouldn't happen. That only happens when you have somebody at the helm in Jerry Reinsdorf who is as loyal as he is, loyal to a fault. We've seen it with Garpax. We've seen the national embarrassment of the Bulls or the city of Chicago hosting the NBA All-Star game. And Zach Levine is doing whatever morning ESPN show it was on Navy Pier. And in the background, your Bulls <laughs> fans, All-Star Weekend chanting, fire Garpacks, fire Garpacks. Not even that did it. And right now, the White Sox and Tony La Russa are the laughing stock of Major League Baseball nationally. 100%. The voice of baseball, Joe Davis, the TV voice for the Dodgers, who took over for Joe Buck as the number one at Fox. He'll be calling the World Series. He calls all the Dodgers games. He's 34 years old. He took over for Vin Scully at 29. He and, and Eric Karros on the Dodgers TV broadcast are audibly laughing at the White Sox two straight nights. I didn't One hear that. for Tony leading Larry Garcia off and giving him the most at-bats <laughs> of anyone on the team when he's the worst Batting 184. (laughs) And the next day, when he intentionally walks Trey Turner one and two, I'm trying to equate that. I'm trying to try to tell myself that the nation laughing at the White Sox and Tony La Russa is going to be enough. But I'm not naive. I know what's going on here. Jerry's not going to fire his buddies closer with La Russa than he was with Gar and Pax. And Pax is still part of the freaking team. Still getting the check. Every two weeks. I, I'm going to tell you, I, now that we're getting into this conversation, I think I do know what it is or what it will take in order for Reinsdorf to let go of Tony La Russa. And it has to be a player revolt. It has to be the players having closed door meetings with management, with Rick Hahn and saying, like, I do not want to play for this guy. This guy is not taking us to the place that we got to go. Now, they might need a translator because there's a bunch of Latinos on that team. But if, if they did it behind closed, maybe I could step in and help them out. But if they if they, if they do that, that's the only way. Like I, I know Tim Anderson, you might love he might love Tony LaRusso's competitive nature. But I guarantee you, Tim Anderson loves winning more than he loves Tony LaRusso being his coach. And that's the guy that has to be at the forefront of that. Jose Abreu's like, bro, I'm here just living the American dream. I'm getting my check. This is fantastic. So are a couple of other guys. But Tim Anderson needs to be that dude that steps up, that says, hey, man, this is not right. Our team has a window and we want to win. And this isn't the guy to get us there. The problem is who steps up and takes over in, in, in his absence, right? Like, do you feel that whoever is left in that coaching staff, one of those guys can be the guy to kind of right the ship the way that it's happened in Philadelphia? Yeah, I, I think when it all comes down to it in four or five years, Ethan Katz is going to be one of the best managers in baseball. I think whichever team gives Ethan Katz his first opportunity to manage a team and not just a pitching staff is going to be a very lucky baseball team. So mm-hmm. I think this this White Gabe, I, I could have my local homeless woman who yells at my dog every morning <laughs> for, for, for peeing where she likes to sit. I could have her manage the team. And this team would be better off 
than yeah. it being managed by Tony LaRusso. You know why? Because she would just do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Think about one thing for me here. God, I'm getting heated. Think about one it. thing for me here. If the White Sox did in any situation, whether it be lineup construction, whether it be in-game management, whether it be whatever, if they did what's considered to be the most obvious decision, this is a, a an over 500 team. Easily. Over 500. If you just did what the average Joe in the stands or watching at home assumes to be the obvious decision, much better off. But but Tony knows better than you. And yeah. Tony knows better than me. Tony knows better than everyone. Tony knows that he can intentionally walk Trey Turner on a one and two count. <laughs> Max Muncy's going to come up and club Dude. a three-run homer and then call him a fucking bitch when <laughs> he's walking back to the dugout. Tony uh, knows that. Yeah. Tony knows yeah. it. It's and so I'm, exhausting. 